0: Welcome to Follow, a Latter-day Saint scripture poetry podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to mention that I know sometimes it's a little difficult to understand poetry that you're listening to because you can't see all the punctuation or line breaks or other visual poetic devices. So if you think it might be easier for you to understand by reading along, you can find all the poems I discuss on this podcast on my website at maryjanerice.com. There is an RSS feed for all the podcast episodes that will include the poetry and show notes and anything else you might need to know about the episode. The reading this week is John chapter 1. The poem I'm sharing today was inspired by verses 1 through 14, which explain truths about the premortal Jesus Christ. Let's begin. Logos. In the beginning, God made a family, pulled us drowning from shadow into light. If we could part darkness now veiling stories first told before earth was, We would remember joy. But also anxious questions, when we learned the path forward meant some of us would slip away forever. What kind of parent sends a child to certain death? What unfinished soul wouldn't pause to weigh another offer? How could we comprehend salvation in a strange world where night would always follow day? So, in the beginning, God gave us his word, eternal covenant to satisfy the infinite void. In this poem, I tried to imagine why some of the spirits in pre-earth life would have listened to the arguments Satan made opposing Heavenly Father's plan. I think sometimes um, we imagine the way it was in our pre-earth existence that Of course because we lived in heavenly father's presence we would have known everything about the plan and exactly how it would work out and we would be able to understand the a lot of the principles and how they would work but i i think that even though we lived with god we probably didn't have absolute knowledge about how the atonement would turn out we just had to go by his word and trust in him Uh, we still had to act on faith and decide who we would believe and who we would follow. It might have been scary for us to take that leap into the unknown and maybe we worried that we might not succeed, that we would be the one that wouldn't make the right decisions or be able to come back or what if we made a mistake that was too hard to come back from or maybe we worried that loved ones might not succeed, um, that those that we associated with in pre-earth life might not be there in the next life. Uh, how would Satan take advantage of this? I think he would play on our fears and and try to get us to go for a more sure plan that would guarantee everything would work out or that would absolve us of any sins we might com- commit without having to go through the hard work of repentance. Um, in the poem, in the final stanza, I made a play on the colloquial usage of giving one's word as a solemn promise, um, and, and sort of equated this with John's description of the Savior as the word given by God for our salvation. Perhaps because we knew the Savior and that he was trustworthy, it gave us extra comfort to, that we needed to accept Heavenly Father's plan. Uh, John begins this first chapter with the phrase, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The word used to describe Jesus as the Word is translated from Greek logos, which can also mean something like reason or first cause. Maybe John was familiar with Greek philosophy and recognized it as the science of his day. Um, Maybe he used logos to talk about Jesus Christ because he thought it would help people who were unacquainted with Jewish concepts such as the Messiah to understand Christ's importance and place in the creation of the earth. Even today, we still often talk about faith concepts using scientific analogies or words to help harmonize religious truth with scientific truth. I think that doing things like this helps us learn faith better if the concepts come in a language that we can understand. I wanted to end by noting that I changed a word in this version of the poem from the one that is in my published book Um, One of the things about poetry is that poems often don't feel completely done and I tweak things from time to time when I look at it and say, oh, I didn't even notice that before. I think this would be a better option. Um, There's a repetition here that I didn't pull out. So I apologize for slight differences, but this is just the way that I write and it'll continue to be that way but I will post always post the one that I read on the website so it matches what I read even if it doesn't match what's in the book now I'll read the poem for you again see if you can pick out which word I changed logos in the beginning God made a family pulled us drowning from shadow into light if we could part darkness now veiling stories first told Before earth was, we would remember joy, but also anxious questions when we learned the path forward meant some of us would slip away forever. What kind of parent sends a child to certain death? What unfinished soul wouldn't pause to weigh another offer? How could we comprehend salvation in a strange world where night would always follow day? So, in the beginning, God gave us his word, eternal covenant, to satisfy the infinite void. That's all for today. You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash latter-day-saint-poetry or visit maryjanerice.com. That's m-e-r-r-i-j-a-n-e-rice.com. My contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding.